0: Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan and I am your faithful as ever host. We are sitting on the back uh, pool near the back pool of Steve Durr outside of the Durr household which is a lovely home in the woods and uh, I was slightly late getting here so thanks for your grace. (laughs) No problem. And well I was I originally set a time to do this and then I was like can we do it earlier and then like at the earlier time i called he was like actually we're gonna do that another time now so thank you for your grace in that no problem but steve Durr, thanks for joining us for this week's podcast yeah thanks for asking
1: me i'm excited to do this
0: okay so you're excited about it yeah okay Yeah. okay very good
1: um, you know we'll see after i'm done if you know i'm still excited uh-huh, but uh-huh. hopefully you know, you know it goes well so yeah
0: I, I i believe it will it always i'm always encouraged so right. Um, If you are new to the podcast, I just want to remind you that uh, Steve nor I are uh, experts or theological, you know, masterminds who can pull everything out of the scripture. Really the best way to engage scripture right now today for you would be to turn off this podcast, read the scripture uh, by yourself first, and maybe talk to somebody else about it and make some notes and observations. One thing that I like to do is just like read the passage and make Take a piece of paper and just write down every single observation you can like this one says so he said i'm abraham's servant okay who's abraham who's his servant uh abraham has a servant um someone said something you know just make Mm -hmm. as many observations you can and um and it's amazing what happens when you just start paying closer attention to scripture you know but i encourage you to do that um and journal about it pray through it and then uh, come back to this podcast and engage us in conversation and see what happens. So Steve and I are just going to be reading the scripture and then just wondering together what's God saying to us and how can we respond. Um, So with that, Steve, would you mind reading our first passage? Today's passage is uh, Genesis 24, verses 34 through 38. And then it skips around a little bit. It goes 34 through 38, then 42 through 49, and then 58 through 67. I don't understand why. Yeah. That is, I didn't choose this. This is just what it is. Yeah. So, and it's a little bit of a long passage, but would you mind reading it for us? Yeah.
1: Well, just makes me remember when I was a kid and this, the pastor would jump around in the scripture. I'd think, okay, what bad is in the verses that he's skipping that yeah, we're yeah. not supposed to read in church? So I'm <laughs> censoring. To, yeah. <laughs> <is that? laughs> so anyways, um, nothing's bad in the scripture in between, but uh, anyways. Yeah. So let's read Genesis 24, 34 through 38, and then we'll go from there. So we said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, men servants and maid servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife Sarah has borne him a son in her old age, and he uh, has given him everything he owns. My master made me swear an oath and said, "You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live, but." Go to my father's family and to my own clan and get my wife a son. When I came to the spring today, I said, O Lord God, my master, Abraham, if you will, please grant success to the journey in which I have come. See, I'm standing beside the spring. If a maiden comes out to draw water and I say to her, please let me drink a little water from your jar. And if she says to me, drink, and I'll draw water for, for your camels too, let her be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water. And I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered uh, her shoulder and said, drink and I'll water your camels too. So I drank and she watered the camels also. I asked her, whose daughter are you? She said, the daughter of Bethuel, son of Nahor, whom Milachi, bore to him. Then I put a ring in her nose and bracelets on her arm, uh, and I bowed down and worshiped the Lord. I praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, so I may know which way to turn. Ben uh, 58, uh, there we go. Uh, so they called Rebecca and asked her, will you go with this man? I will go, she said. But well, they sent her sister Rebecca on her way, along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the gates of their enemies. Then Rebecca and her maids got ready and mounted their camels and went back with the man. So the servant took Rebecca and left. Now Isaac had come from Beer Lahai, uh, he said uh, he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening to meditate, and as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, Who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. So he took her veil and covered herself. Then the servant told Isaac all that he had done. Isaac brought her to the tent of his mother, Sarah, and he married Rebekah. So she became his wife and he loved her. And Isaac was com- comforted after his mother's death. Okay. So we've been following
0: like the story in Genesis with Abraham and Isaac and Sarah, Abraham, and Sarah, and then Isaac, Ishmael. And now we jump to this story. Um, so I just want to remind us that we've been following this story a little bit. Um, and so this is the story of Isaac and basically meet, meeting, marrying Rebecca. So this is continuing the line of what we've been talking about. But as we read this passage, Steve, what's, uh, what's grabbing you about it? What are you paying attention to in this? What's odd about this? What bothers you about this? What intrigues you about this? What's grabbing your attention?
1: Yeah. Well, at first what jumped out at me first when I read it um, was just how quickly Rebecca just said, okay. And they're just like the, the stranger shows up um you know says hey you want to you know come marry my my masters and puts a ring in her nose and goes back to her family and she just goes um so i just wondered why does she do that so quickly um Mm -hmm. and you know i went back and read a little bit before this in the chapter which is by
0: the way just pausing that's always a smart thing to do like these passages are in one sense, they're little standalone passages that you can read and get a lot out of just in the passage itself, but it's so important to kind of connect it to the larger story. So I'm really yeah. glad you did that. Oh. Go, go read back. That's yeah.
1: awesome. So I started at the beginning of chapter 24, um, which basically retells this whole story firsthand. And now what reading is, is um, the servant retelling it, but um, he prayed in verse seven times, but uh, an angel was sent ahead. Um, the servant prayed for success and a specific sign. Um, that, so, um, so God must've been working somehow in Rebecca's life, um, to make her ready for this request. Um, and, um, you know, again, the servant prayed ahead of time, here's what, um, I'll need to know or see in order to know that this is the person you picked out for Isaac. So, um, that made me a little bit more relieved that she just didn't go willy nilly with the first guy who said, Hey, you want to get married to my, my, uh my master, but mm-hmm. so that was the first thing. Um,
0: yeah. what just about you? This, The fact that that Rebecca was so willing to go along and there's something God was active in just preparing her heart. I mean, yeah. uh, there is a lot at stake here. I mean, as the, the people who are first reading this, the first readers of this story are, they are the direct descendants of this is like their great, 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 great grandmother and grandfather. And so it's like, how are they going to get together? What's going to happen is something, you know, like it's a big drama to figure out how are they actually going to, how is this going to happen? How did we come together as the people of God after Isaac? But um, yeah, so there's a lot at stake um, and she seems to be totally fine with going along with it. And I love the thing that I was, I was drawn to is the way that Isaac, um, the way that Isaac, Says, uh, uh, where is it? Um, I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord. Sorry, verse forty-eight, the God of my master, Amen, who led me straight to the way to obtain my master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you will deal loyally and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, so that I may turn either to the right hand or to the left. I love that he is open-handed about mm-hmm. it. He could be just like I'm on this mission. You're the one. Yeah. Um, you've got to come with me. Like, this is the right thing to do. And instead, even at that moment where he's, he's got it, he's like, she's, she, he's found her. He doesn't just treat her as an object and go, you're coming with me. You're my master's wife. Or he doesn't just run back to Isaac and say, I found her. You got to go get her. Yeah. He says, um, let me know. Like, is that something you're open to? And let me know. And I can either go to the right hand or to the left. I can, I can go either way. I'm just impressed by his just softness of spirit towards God's will that yeah. even when he's got it like right in his hand, he's still mm-hmm. holding the hand open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. just really impressive. I want to have that kind of attitude in my life Sure. where I don't just take things or even just be opportunistic about things, like just take advantage of an opportunity or even something that I think God has just laid in my lap. I don't want to ever be like, oh, well, this is obviously from God, so I'm just going to take it, but still have that posture of um, respect, of love, of, you know, seeing people for who they truly are and not just as a tool to my own ends or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, well, as you're saying, that reminds me of what you talked about a couple weeks ago when you had that job offer out wherever oh, it was, yeah, where yep. you just felt like this is the right thing yeah but then you just when you went out there you had that sense of uh uh-uh, this is not it so you know what seemed to be God's will for you and for your family turned out not to be and you were open to saying nope this is yep. not what we need to do after mm-hmm. all so
0: yeah and I think we all have to face moments like that. I mean I'm sure uh you've had to face moments like that, not in your life in general but mm-hmm. even even just like in the last three months, I mean, you're a principal yeah. of a school assistant principal, middle no principal. But yeah. Same thing. Okay. So you're, you're dealing with a lot of leadership decisions right now oh, and, yeah. and your job and probably I'm guessing as you lead your family and as you, you know, all kinds of decisions we're all making and how do we proceed with gentleness? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's uh, something I need to keep in mind. So as you kind of uh, go throughout your day today, um, I, I, I pray that you're able to have the same kind of gentleness that's displayed in this passage um, towards other people to, to see uh, people as, you know, image bearers of God who have dignity and who deserve love and respect and that we never take one another for granted. So even when things seem like it's uh, a done deal, how do we continue to uh, treat each other with respect and give each other agency and choice. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's what I'm taking out of this this passage. But I'm looking forward to seeing what else. I, I mean, I often find that these Old Testament passages at the beginning, get we get more revelation on them as we go through the week because yeah. the rest of the passages always seem to speak something into what is for most of us usually kind of obscure. You know, yeah. sometimes Old Testament can feel a little bit obscure and like a little bit more distant. And I think we always, I find myself always learning as we go through the week, what what more we can draw from it.
1: So I'm yeah. excited to hear about that too. Yeah. So, Well, one thing, about, uh, what struck me as I was reading this is the parallel to um, Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. So we mm, have this yeah. um, story where the servant went, the, both of them um, were sent to find a bride, a bride for Isaac, the bride of Christ. Um, but what? Here we, with Rebecca. she was a virgin. She was from the family. Um, I, Abraham said, don't get somebody from where you're at right now. Have somebody from my clan. Versus Jesus, he went um, and he found this woman who had five husbands, was with her sixth man, um, was a Samaritan, someone who was unworthy to be connecting with um, with Jesus as, as a Jewish person this the, the stark contrast between Jesus went for those who came for those who were not a part of yes. the, the accepted people. Yes. Um, so starting to see that, and that will carry through a few other things we talk about later um, this week. But just seeing that connection between what Abraham and what his purpose was to build the chosen people, you know, um, and everything has to be in line with God's plan for that. When we get to Jesus where He opens it up yeah. to everybody. Yeah,
0: so. I think it's beautiful. I mean, I, I mean that intent was always there for the Israelites to be a light to the nations. Um, but I, I see in this, you know, like you said with the woman at the well, um, and I th- I think I would also say this about the church, like the way that that Jesus pursues the church and pursues yeah. us and welcomes us into a relationship with Him. You know, yeah. goes to the you know goes to far reaches and to to go find us, and still. Yeah doesn't say you must come back but like do you want to does this sound favorable to you you know like still that yeah. gentleness you know that, yeah it's really for sure so thanks for bringing that up i appreciate yeah. that um all right sweet well tomorrow we're gonna be uh back with you in the podcast to talk about um what is it oh song, song of solomon, solomon. we yeah. haven't looked at this uh yet in the in the whole podcast if you look yeah. back we don't have i don't know if we have any passages from song of solomon yet so yeah. looking forward to diving into this with you, Steve. For sure. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace.